0: I'm Camille. I'm Anita. And and we're the Soul soul sisters. Sisters. Thanks for listening to the Shine Bikini Podcast. We created Shine Bikinis to create empowerment and confidence through our competition suits, podcasts, and blogs. We are a team of sister competitors who have a mission to educate, connect, and converse with competitors across the nation. We can't wait to see you shine on stage. Shine Bikini offers competition suits for any federation, including IFBB, NPC competitions, and natural bodybuilding federations as well. We offer posing suits for any division that are great for posing practice as they offer ties on the hips to change as your body gets ready to shine on stage. Shop posing suits on shinebikini.com. You'll also find many helpful resources on our website that are great for first-time competitors. We offer affordable competition suit rentals as well. Please be sure to shop shinebikini.com Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Camille here. I'm one of the Soul Sisters, and today we are going to be talking with Adrian. and I'm curious to know, when was the first competition you did? What competition number was this? Tell yeah, me about my
1: your first competition was in 2020, um, kind of towards the middle of the pandemic. Um, it was in Green Bay, Wisconsin.
0: Uh, and start that over again. So the first competition you did was in Green Bay?
1: Yes, it was in October of
0: 2020. Oh, okay. So it's been two years since then. And when was the last time that you competed?
1: I just competed about two weeks ago on October 1st.
0: Okay, awesome. So you had about two years between shows then?
1: Um, no. So in um, 2020, I that was my first show I took first as an amateur. Um, and then went to the Yorton and did the amateur, uh, Yorton cup and took first there and got my pro card. Um, so then I did the Yorton this year as well. And then the Minnesota, the OCB, Minnesota natural liking this year.
0: That's awesome. And what was the differences from that first prep to this prep? Did you work with a coach? Did you do it yourself? <laughs>
1: yeah so um i had an online coach when i first started and i still utilize her today julie lori and it was during the pandemic so it was much different at that time because gyms were closed so i was doing a lot of work in my apartment um didn't have access to a ton of weights versus now where you know i have access to go work with a trainer at any gym really now um and I did hire a posing coach and also somebody to help me with nutrition and more of, you know, holding me accountable, somebody local.
0: That's a fantastic. I, I'm absolutely an advocate of hiring somebody to that specializes in the field so that they can give you the highest knowledge possible. Yeah. Uh, what were some of your takeaways from your first prep? What, what surprised you about the sport?
1: That's a good question. So um, lots of different things, I guess, just from how much of a change you could see in chicken versus fish, um, different proteins. Um, So I felt like when I was cutting, I saw a bigger difference in leanness when I stuck with white fish versus chicken or ground turkey. Um, And then the carb cutting. Um, That was tougher than I thought it would be when I first went through that. Um,
0: How long have you been lifting weights before you decided you wanted to compete?
1: I I feel like I've been doing it most of my life since um, high school. You know, I played team sports, played soccer, basketball, basketball. Different sports, so it was always a part of my life, just not a focus.
0: And then who ultimately led you down the competing path? Did you run into somebody that was a competitor and then they suggested a coach? Or what was that decision like for you?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's something I always was intimidated by. Um, It was something that intrigued me. You know, the fitness industry was always interesting to me, but it was always kind of like... I, I have no idea where to start, and uh, it just seemed very complicated, but, you know, I was doing marathons and stuff, and I was just kind of done with the endurance sports, so mm-hmm. I thought, why not just try it? So it wasn't really anyone in particular, but it just felt like a good time.
0: Yeah, and there's a ton. This industry, like you're saying, it's huge and vast, and you have, you know, a lot of different specialized people in the industry and so when you first get into it you're like okay cool i want to compete where do i start you know there's so (laughs) many levels and layers you work on your body your nutrition your posing your suit all all of the little tiny things that add up um i think make this journey to stage so exciting and different every time what is your future look like for the sport what are where are you at right now you're a few weeks post show Mm-hmm. Where's your heart at and what's on in the future for you?
1: Yeah. So going on to the pro stage, that felt much different than, you know, the amateur stage. And they work you a
0: little bit longer or tougher competition or what was different probably,
1: you? you know, both. Um, I felt like they definitely worked us harder than I had been worked on the stage in the past. Um, Mm -hmm. And the competition, Uh, I feel like there's a lot, I mean, the caliper is high. Um, uh, Yes, it is.
0: Those pros have been getting bigger and bigger and bigger, let me tell you. I don't know if it's just my perception, but uh, that's what I'm seeing as well. There's a lot of meat packed on these bikini gals these days, um, even not especially on the pro level. So it can be kind of intimidating. Um, So but how long was the time frame between when you got your pro card before you did your first pro show?
1: It was about a year. So um, I basically won it at the amateur Yorton and then went and did my pro debut as a pro at the Yorton, which looking back, um, I don't know if I would have done it that way again, but, um, you know,
0: like, how do you wish you would have done it more like a warm up show or wait longer or what do you wish would have been different?
1: I think doing more of a lo- local or a smaller show, um, you know. It, there were it was the largest bikini class I believe they've had. Um, How oh many girls
0: did you have on stage with you?
1: It, they went by height class. I want to say there were ten of us, ten or eleven. There were thirty-two oh, wow. or thirty-four of us total wow. on the class. That's a huge yeah. Girl class, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think so. The last show I did, I took fourth. So placed in the top five. So that kind of brought my confidence back and I'm going to try to compete again in spring.
0: Okay. Cause yeah, that, I mean, how was that for you confidence wise going from, you know, winning your overall or getting your pro card, right. Being a top dog to, it sounds like you had to kind of fight your way for a top five placing amongst the pros. What was that like for you and your expectations? What, what did you think it was going to be versus uh, what it was when you got there.
1: Yeah. Um, so I went into it, you know, I had this confidence or I was ignorant to the sport and not placing in the Yorton. Definitely. I took a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Self-esteem wise. So it, it, but it drove me. So I came back, I had about a month then to prep for the next show. And I just, tried to work my butt off to um come back from that
0: were you planning on doing two shows originally or after the first show's feedback did that kind of light your fire and be like you know what i'm going i'm going harder we're going (laughs) in for this
1: um you know i i had planned to do this local show just because it was here or in my hometown and um I wasn't 100% set on doing it, but that definitely solidified, I'm doing this, I have to prove it to myself, I've worked so hard over the past year, I know I can do better, so just went for it then.
0: Yeah, well, that's an exciting kind of wrap to this this run to stage, and how much did you Um, based what your decision was based off of judges feedback or is it more based on what you and your coach were deciding?
1: You know I knew part well I would say one of my biggest weaknesses was posing and so you know even the Pat up until my first pro show I would always put posing on the back burner thinking Mm -hmm. I can just you know cram this in Um, Mm -hmm. and that's just not the case it it catches up to you and so yeah talking with yeah, my coaches posing, especially it was the posing the i had to practice basically every day multiple times a day a next level right just it's nail that time to so, dial
0: in from all um, angles that was and take advantage probably the of the biggest that. thing i had
1: to work on
0: posing and mm-hmm. uh so how was it a dedication was it a different coach was it more time spent practicing what was different in the posing emphasis
1: it was just more time. I wasn't putting the time necessary in um, and also leaning on my lower body. That was also part of the feedback. Um, and I think just right. starting prep earlier would have helped. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, as far as the posing went, it was it was on my um, it was my fault just not putting that time in initially.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, and I think posing is a great thing for everybody to actually lean into and focus on because sometimes I think you can't always control how your body's going to respond during a cut in contest prep, but you can control how much time you spend on your posing. And I think great posing can carry a great physique uh, quite far, but you have you absolutely have to have both. You have to Hold have up. the mass and physique that they're looking for. And if you can package it with the right posing and presentation, that's what will take you far in the pros. Yeah,
1: Um, I totally agree.
0: Do you like, so doing um, as a pro, you have to create your own routine. Do you enjoy that posing process or was that more of like a learned craft?
1: (laughs) That is probably my least liked part about it. Um, But I I felt like um, I had to kind of, lean into it or um, I don't know, start to enjoy it. I'm just not creative. I'm more of that scientific analytical side of things. So um, the good thing was my posing coach was very excited about creating routines and that helped a lot.
0: Yes, I have. I I coach posing clients as well. And I have my specific, you know, I have my (laughs) what I think is a secret sauce of how often somebody should you know, pose. And I I agree. I like creating a habit around it. I don't, I'm actually not an advocate of spending, you know, exorbitant amounts of time doing it, but I am a big fan of doing it every single day, at least a few times. Right. Because you kind of revert back to how you practice um, during your posing sh- session. So if you're mean mugging it when you're in practice <laughs> in, in the gym, thinking it's not going to matter, and all of a sudden you get a stage shot back and you're like, whoa, girl, what oh, happened? <laughs> it's, stage does something weird to us all. It kind oh, of makes God. you a little starstruck and you end up reverting to um, how you practiced. Yes,
1: it. totally agree. I, I think my first, maybe this last show was the first time I felt like I didn't totally black out when I was up there.
0: Right? The more you do it, the more you can be like, okay, I'm on stage right now. Like I'm present. I'm in control. The first few times, I swear, you just come off stage and you're shaken and you're like, how did I do? (laughs) I don't remember.
1: Exactly.
0: Oh, it's such a thrill though. See, I I love the stage Mm -hmm. presentation, the show day part of it. Uh, I think it's a fun expression of hard work, but I totally get... I've worked with a lot of clients where that's not their cup of tea. A lot of us come from a training background, so we like to work hard and lift weights and put our head down and control the controllables. Exactly. Uh, How much has competing um, changed your friend circle or has your family been very supportive of this throughout this?
1: That's a good question too. Um, So at first I was – kind of hesitant to tell my friends just it felt like I don't know such an extremes thing to get into Um, so I finally warmed up to telling a few people and they say they were supportive especially for the first show a couple people traveled to Green Bay with me to watch me compete Um, but the more it's gone on you know going through a prep during summer and especially in the Midwest when you don't have a ton of fun months or warm months to be outside and hanging out with your friends. Um, it definitely took a, to- took a toll on my um, personal life, social life. Just, you know, you you can't really go out and...
0: Right. When your friends realize you're not going to drink at the barbecue, they Thanks. stop asking you to come. Right. Uh, which yes. can be really sad and isolating if you don't mm-hmm. have you know, even, people can still be supportive, but not get it or not want to participate in the same ways that you do or, and, you know, yep. me, like I want to get sleep, you know, like I'm, I'm the first yeah. to hop in bed, right. <laughs> not, I don't care about me, whatever I'm missing out on, I could care less. But um, I was just curious to see if that was your experience too, is it was it a little bit more Lone Star, you know, like where you're, you're kind of left to your own devices, or, or at least your circle got smaller, it sounds like during that context. Yeah, I find that interesting.
1: Yeah, I would say, um, as far as me looking for, you know, um, social things to do or agreeing to things, I probably, I definitely didn't do as much as I normally would. Um, My social circle, I think, stayed pretty small. Um, It was, you know, people that understood what I was doing, you know, I'd bring my cooler, that was probably a joke most of the time, you know, it's like never cooler. the last time I brought it was a, my one of my best friends got married and I couldn't eat at her wedding. It was the week before the show. And so right. that was tough
0: it is dedication but it's cool to have friends that you know make light of it and are so supportive of it and it's like Mm -hmm. yep they're not there to make fun of you they're there to, you know it's all good and poke fun but to actually let you be supportive and still invite you to stuff and be participating I think that's important yeah Um, I'm here I'm so curious to see how you're going to like a spring prep versus a fall prep because (laughs) what you were saying about you know barbecues over the summertime and I also I live in upper Michigan but um, and I grew up in Wisconsin. Yeah. the mid, Like the summer times are the best months here. It, um, totally. I always hated prepping for fall shows because you diet down in the, when it starts getting colder and <laughs> there's the holidays right after your show, which makes it, Easier to disregard your reverse diet, yep. and you're all skinny mini when nobody's nobody cares, and you got to wear sweatshirts <laughs> and cover it up. So um,
1: true,
0: I love prepping in the springtime. You get okay. to kind of start in the dead of winter when nobody's watching, you get to kind of put your head down and get to work when you're kind of fluffy, as or whatever you're not going to be yeah, fluffy yeah, yeah. coming off of a show, but when you're you know, you kind of are in that middle winter, like I'm just going to grind through this, and then in the springs it starts to warm up your layers like your body fat starts dropping off and you can start to actually enjoy your physique a little yeah. bit more um when it comes into the summertime
1: right so yeah. I,
0: I hope you enjoy a spring prep um i'll be curious we'll have to do like a follow-up conversation to see a how a back-to-back fall to spring feels what sure a spring yeah. prep was um mm-hmm. because it can be a a little bit of a run, you know, going from fall to spring. But I do believe uh, if, you know, competing in fall to spring can be really hard on your body. But if your feedback is fixed posing and get leaner, I think mm-hmm. both of those things can be done in one season. But if there's more mass needed, I, I think it's better for your metabolic health to take more time off to gain yeah. muscle mass uh, before dieting down again.
1: Um, okay. But I'm so
0: curious to see how your spring experience goes do you have are you planning on doing one show or a run of shows again or what's your kind of game plan going into it
1: um so at this time you know it was kind of nice to do two um just because you know prep is so demanding and you know if one doesn't go well you'll have a second one um so I think I will plan on two I -hmm. think planning on one in May and then Maybe another one a couple weeks after.
0: Yeah, and then it gives you and your coach an opportunity to play with nutrition a little bit more and experiment mm-hmm. with peak weeks. And I think, as you've seen doing a show kind of four weeks apart, you really can change a lot um, oh, yeah. in that amount of time, whether it's posing or you know conditioning. there's mm-hmm. a lot that can be done in a short amount of time and I'm of, of the same agreement. It's a long commitment to commit to prep and if you're gonna be there, Right. Might well get in front of a few more judges. Get some more <laughs> feedback before you yeah. have to bow out again
1: for exactly. a period of time. Totally.
0: Um. What do you wish you knew uh, before you started prepping for a bikini competition? What do you wish you knew at the start?
1: Um. I think the cost of everything. It is the most expensive sport I've ever been involved in. Um. But nice. at the end of the day, too, it. It's worth it it's just no one really tells you that until you're deep into it until you're too far
0: into it and you've already committed now you gotta buy all the things i am a huge advocate of educating competitors let's not compete if we're not financially ready for this meaning we have a few thousand dollars sitting around ready to be spent Um, Because you're right, it does add up, whether it's not even just training for your coaches or your supplements or your food, which of course can increase, um, but it's your suit and your hair and your makeup and your registration fees. If you're doing multiple federations, if you're doing multiple classes, man, you got to throw some money at that Uh, by the time you're all said and done. And it's to be honest, it's not a sport people make money in, uh, at least not early on. So I think people, as long as they know what they're getting into, right? Like people don't golf to save money. Like you do <laughs> golf because you enjoy it and you right. enjoy the process or whatever and you enjoy the sport. Same with competing. You can still enjoy it um, without it having to be an uh, unexpected burden as long as you're prepared for it. So yes, squirreling away a few more pennies and dollars to prepare for your competition fund can make it a little bit less stressful during that journey um right being emotionally ready physically ready financially ready is so 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 important for competitors otherwise yeah. it makes your experience less enjoyable what's your advice for first time competitors
1: um i would say don't try to do it on your own hire a coach um i mean at the very least see if you know a friend could help you or somebody that has experience it's so hard to try to do it on your own i I can't imagine trying to do it.
0: I agree. I think I couldn't have said it any better. I think there can be a lot of nuanced areas in this sport. And sometimes it helps to have, you know, each person specialize in each area and to have somebody kind of be there to shed the light on what different aspects are included in this sport and be able to have somebody that you can ask questions to. Like, do I need to shave my back? Yes. And do i really have to do this uh it's there's so many parts of this sport that are so bizarre and unexpected and i can't imagine trying to stumble your way through this without somebody kind of leading the way oh yeah um, so i and i think what i what was unexpected for me about this journey is how nice everybody is that's in it and competing
1: yeah totally there's yes. so
0: much camaraderie backstage that I've experienced was this your experience as well
1: yeah and I I was really surprised by it too you know it's such an individual sport but yes I I would say I've met some of the kindest people back there the most supportive um you know you get up there and you're on stage competing against these other ladies and yet everyone's you know like great job you know there to kind of give you some support when you're walking on stage when you come off yeah I I definitely agree with you
0: I was very surprised by that as well it seems like it would be such a catty sport and I guess maybe Maybe. once or twice I've seen somebody with a little bit of a bad attitude but even then it was Mm -hmm. never expressed at another person it was more with themselves or what they're Your stage experience was. Um, But I've found it to be, yeah, just an incredibly supportive group of women. I mean, we're all here to -hmm. be the best version of ourselves. And I think that's what makes it easy to support everyone along the way. Yes, Mm -hmm. even if I have to step on stage with you, I still am trying to just beat my personal best physique, right? Like, when are we ever trying to go, I, I don't care if my physique looks worse as long as I beat so and so? No, that's not how we play this sport. We play, how can I make my physique even better? And we just all hope and pray that we're the freak that shows up that day.
1: Right? Right. right. And at the end of the day, you're being judged by other humans. Um, it's how they see you too. It, it's There's so much out of your control that I agree. You're, you're showing up to see if you can beat the last version of what you brought to stage.
0: Right. They're only humans and their job is not, it's not who has the biggest delts and then the best abs and then the best glutes. It's Mm -hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, as fast as they can. And they have to place you. Um, And sometimes things can get missed. And uh, I've always found it interesting when some people will have, you know, preconceived Um, you know, kind of their coach has been pumping them up in leading up to the show, which I think is important and part of the process. Yeah. But then they get their feedback and their judges and they're complaining about their placing and they're trying to show screenshots of like, well, this group is better. This muscle group is better than this muscle group. And it's like, if you weren't at the show, it's so hard to defend the placing of each competitor, even with photos, because you're right. As you've experienced, it's more than just muscle mass. It's posing, it's presence, it's the whole performance that gets taken into consideration when they give the placing. So I always find it hard to see um, competitors upset with that. It's just that's why I think it's important to make yourself give yourself your recognition before you step on that stage. Recognize sure. your hard work before you get out there and get that placing, because it's such a long journey to put your happiness in somebody else's hands, don't you? Oh right? yeah,
1: you you'll walk away, I think, with disappointment every time if you don't, you know, reflect on that journey.
0: Right. Well, I am so glad that we were able to chat today and get to yeah. hear just a little bit about your journey and um, competing. And I'm so curious to keep in touch as you proceed through this spring. I want to do a follow up and see how this prep went. Mm-hmm. I always just love comparing and contrasting because for me, every journey to stage has been so different. I get something sure. different out of it every time, in um, unexpected personal growth kind of opportunities. So yeah,
1: totally. Yeah, no, that would be great. I'd love to catch up.
0: That would be great. What do you think your biggest takeaway was from this last experience?
1: I think just seeing how much you can improve in those four weeks, um, you know, the human body, I feel like you can just, there's always room for improvement and it's fun to see. We can always get
0: leaner and we can always practice posing more, right? Exactly. Uh, I'll be ready when, (laughs) but I thank you for sharing your words of encouragement and advice and we'll be sure to put all of your contact information in the description box below So thanks again for chiming in today. And I can't wait to see the next time you shine on stage.
1: Yeah, thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to the Shine Bikini podcast. Make sure to go to shinebikini.com for more helpful resources. We have lots of blogs, podcasts, and videos all designed to help you, the competitor. Thanks again for listening and make sure to shine on stage.